I wouldn't say that I've fully made it. I think that that's the beautiful yeah. part of life is that we're always continuing to learn more about ourselves and about the world and we're continuing to expand. Welcome to the Dreaming Out Loud family where young entrepreneurs come to get inspired, learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan Nelson. And each week, I'm going to bring you the most epic guests to share their stories and wisdom to help you expand your mind of what's truly possible in your world. Today's guest is a multiple six-figure earner, international speaker, and an absolute master when it comes to building successful brand online. He's the founder of the world's largest motivational website, Addicted to Success, which has had over 318 million views worldwide over the past 10 years. He's been offered multiple million-dollar offers for the website, which he's turned down them all just so he can continue to grow his company and his mission. He has over 2.7 million followers across all social media platforms and travels across the globe, teaching people how to stand their vision for success so that they can turn their dreams into reality. He was featured in the brand new Think and Grow Rich movie by Napoleon Hill, has achieved over 3.5 million downloads on the Addicted to Success podcast, which includes guests like Tony Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, Les Brown, and Jack Canfield, just to name a few. He's an absolute master when it comes to online, offline, and internally. So please help me welcome the guy who went from being a snake handler in the Australian outback to now the founder of the largest success and motivational website in the world and have an impacted thousands and thousands of lives globally. My friend, my mentor, my man, Mr. Oh, Joel Brown. Man. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I'm so pumped um, to, to do this because it's, I'm sure it's going to come up we're going to talk about some really interesting stuff because um, yeah. we've known each other for so like years now. And um, when I say like a mentor, it's like, cause we've done tons of work. It's like when I, I really kind of found you at the start of my entrepreneurial journey yeah. journey and it's got so much from you. Um, so I freaking love it. So I'm excited for just these guys to hear you meet you. Um, so I'm pumped, but man, let's go into, like I said, snake handling. And I used to work <laughs> in New York city. Now you've done all this incredible stuff you've hit the 10 year mark in your vision, right? Which is the big thing that you, yeah. kind of what you talk about. So um, let's hear about how did this whole thing come about your vision and actually understanding that you can create your dream life. Yeah. It's, it's crazy when you share this and I take my mind back to when this all started, it was almost 11 years ago. Now when I was sitting in the room of this sales training room with Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of wall street, Leo, not Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> <laughs> the original Wolf of Wall Street. And, you know, this is the first time I was challenged to cast a 10-year vision for my future. I always heard about goal setting and sticking to your habits. And I like the idea of committing to a long-term vision, having that evergreen success. And I sat down that day and I, I wrote a permission slip for myself. And I realized in that moment that no one was going to write my permission slip for me. Mm. That it was all on me. I got to write it and I got to craft my future, you know, and I started to write out how exciting it would be to feel what it would be like to be my vision, who I would surround myself with, how I would walk, how I would talk, uh, how I would carry myself through the embodiment of all the things that I desired to learn and how my life would be different. And I think that's what so many people want is because when I speak at events, I ask the room who here feels like they're in transition right now. And I get everybody to raise their hand and at 90% of the room raises their hand. And you know, it happened at the first event that I did. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And at every other event after I keep doing it, and I find that so many people are in this transitional period in their life. They feel like there's more that they can step into. And I think just that exciting idea that, wow, I'm only really scratching the surface of my potential to know that there's so much more that we get to live in life. Cause you know, often I get asked by so many people, what's the goal in life? And I think within the self-development space, we're told so, so much. So it's about being positive or happy. And I think that that's a, it's a dangerous goal to always go for It's because we're often finding different ways to make ourselves feel happy. And if it's not there, what does it mean? Does it mean that we're a failure, you know? And so I look at it more as fulfillment. It's like, how do I, can, how can I live my day as often as possible 
living in the eight categories of life, which I'll break down yeah. in, this, in this conversation. I know that you went really deep into this when I was coaching you a few years back and really living it in more of a consistent basis, you know, having that harmonized uh, life, not so much trying to balance. I don't believe in balance. Balance is like running around trying to spin plates. Harmonization is everything's touching everything and we get to rise in all areas and it doesn't have to be straight away, but it happens over time. And that's been the journey of my life. But not only that, I've been able to teach so many other people how to do the same thing too. And you've obviously uh, been able to sit in with my work and you've applied what I've taught you and you, you're living this epic life. And, and I don't, you know, I don't take credit for that. I, I, I think it's really awesome to see. And it's inspiring to me to see you committing to your vision too. It just shows that this stuff really works, man. It, it works. And that's the thing with like self-development and all this stuff. It's like, People think they can go to a seminar, listen to a speaker, do a course or something, and it's going to change them. But it's like it's this muscle building. And you know the really funny thing? So um, where did I first do my vision with you? It was with Preston and Lexi's course. Man, that would have been just over three years ago. Yep. I was still working as a carpenter. I, uh, I was making not as much money as I'm making now. Um, and I, I had no freedom, right? And, and I remember we were talking and you were like, like what you put in your vision, you're like, I'm going to meet Tony Robbins and, and all this stuff. And, and you've done it, right? You're going to be in a movie. Yeah. And I remember sitting down there thinking, because you're like, write out the people that you want to kind of like meet in your life and ha- be friends with. And I was like, and then because you were saying, I was like, oh, he sounds like a cool guy. I'm going to write Joel. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> and then, no, now we're here, right? But, um, you know, and, and some other people, like I think nearly every single person I wrote down actually on that list that day, Except for Gary Vaynerchuk, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And because you prompted that, you're like, you know, I wrote Gary, like, oh wow, that would be a stretch. But every person I've written down there, you know, David Wood, me and him are like homies. You know, like yeah, so many yeah, people yeah, in yeah, there, yeah. I'm actually like it's not done great. work with nothing. It's like actually really good friends with. Yeah. And that's just the absolute bridge of it. So what what is kind of the whole process of this? Because people think they hear the law of attraction stuff all the time. But what I love about you, it's more of law of intention. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. It's, it's setting it and getting it. It's not just sitting around waiting for it to happen. I think it's, I think it's a good idea to pair the two, you know, match the frequency of what it is that you desire most and then having an action game plan to set out to, to be able to achieve it, to attain it. And we live in this world right now where everybody wants things straight away. You know, there's so much short term thinking and to fast forward your mind 10 years ahead in time and to go, well, what would happen if I was to make better decisions each and every day? When I interviewed Tony Robbins, I asked Tony, you know, Tony, how do we have a better quality of life? He said, to have a better quality of life, it's about making better quality decisions. How do you know that your decisions are better quality? You don't know until you go out there and try it to then see, should you correct it or not? Right? So it's in the experimentation of life. And I always say, you got to be a mad freaking scientist in the lab of life and get out there and trial things and, and auto-correct yourself, you know, and, and recalibrate and come back in and really analyze it and go, okay, cool. Was that a good thing or not? Did that work for me? Did that get me closer to my vision and my goals or did it keep me stuck or did it move me further away? And I think that at any point in time, we're either moving closer to success or we're moving further away from it. We're either in creation or destruction. So I just set myself up in a way where every day, there's a win. It doesn't have to be a massive win. Some days I have really big wins. Sometimes I have micro wins, but whatever it is, it just keeps progressing me. And sometimes it may not look like an actual physical thing, but it's a realization I've had with myself. It's a healing. It's a conversation that I've been putting off. It's closing loops in the background of things that I needed to get, you know, sorted so that I could continue to create. And uh, I, I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm stoked, man. I feel in alignment. I feel centered in who I am. I have confidence in who I am. I have such an incredible movement and network, an incredible tribe of people, my peers, my friends, you know, my students, everyone around me is, is just, they're getting it, you know? And that's what it is, is you don't want to live your life making terrible decisions day in, day out. It just, it gets you, it gets you to a place (laughs) which isn't about fulfillment. So you're moving away from the goal of life. So yeah, I, I think the vision process in itself has been a massive catalyst for my success. I see people that have been able to achieve success without the vision piece, but when I do see them start to implement it, it becomes even more powerful. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. Like this, what sometimes people even 
have the nerve to challenge me <laughs> on on like law of attraction and thoughts yeah. and stuff like this and the what do they say what are some things yeah, they say like I, we we sat down at the, the table the other day i was sitting with a doctor and we're having some great conversations and because i was going down the whole spin of like you know your thoughts can you know if you're really sick you can probably heal yourself it's like no you can't i'm like cognitive dissonance yeah exactly right yeah challenge and your belief system <laughs> and and we're talking about it. i was like the simplest way i can kind of like explain it it's like you know and who said it um uh stranger secret oh nightingale he says like the yep. problem with man is like he just doesn't think it's like everyone can have what they desire but the problem with life is like why is that only the one percent have x amount of money and they have all this success right yeah it's because most people just don't think it's like if you if we're sitting down here right now and we think about you know what for dinner tonight i want pizza yeah i'm gonna think about having pizza what we're probably gonna do after is think well are we gonna go to the shops and go buy ingredients are we gonna call someone are we gonna go out for pizza what are we gonna do but eventually we're gonna now start to look for ways to attract opportunities to us to create that yeah but the problem is people just don't think about having freaking pizza <laughs> right that's why i think this whole thing's so so freaking profound um when you were, cause you talk about like, and I see your life, like you've got all the success and everything, but you're so freaking calm, cool and collected, which some entrepreneurs you meet, they're in this hustle, this grind mode all the time. Yeah. Have you, do you think you've kind of blended the two of being fully aligned and in flow while achieving massive success simultaneously? Or did you hit something where you, like a roadblock at some point where you were like, like, is this it or? Or is this? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good question. I, I wouldn't say that I've fully made it. I think that that's a beautiful yeah. part of life is that we're always continuing to learn more about ourselves and about the world and we're continuing to expand. There are within my life hard truths, you know, like, yeah. like it's like, okay, I know that works, right? That's the thing I live by. And then I come in and I implement something else, right? I think the biggest truth that I've discovered is that I can't do it without my spirituality. I just can't like, I've seen so many people that, you know, have the, the Rolls Royces and the Bentleys and the, the private jets and, and, you know, we're in conversation. They're just like, I just don't get it. I just don't do it. I'm like, yo, you have all the money in the world in your bank account, but you're spiritually broke, you know, yeah. you're spiritually bankrupt. bankrupt. And it, it, to have that, that center point, that guiding focus, that the moral ground to, to have that, understanding that your life has meaning that you're actually here for a real reason that it's not just like you're here by chance or you're just dancing with your dna that you actually exist because there is a greater plan for you that there just like that sets my heart on fire and and, and makes me more of a a leader in contribution it reminds me of why i do what i do it allows me to open myself up more to what's possible within my own potential and i think that a lot of people are missing this link you know so that's a really a strong hard truth the visionary mindset to visualize what's in your mind all achievement first starts in the theory of the mind yeah. you know it's like it happened here first then it became reality in, in your expression and your consistent expression and otherwise it's called an accident <laughs> yeah try and accidentally achieve success yeah. like, let's see how that works like out right? accidentally create an airplane <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly right well that some people think the world just accidentally just existed <laughs> I, I can't believe that to be true i believe we're created for a reason um yeah so you know like i think that going through life what i realized was those were the hard truths for sure the the third one would have to be the healing that healing is required because when i was brought into this world no matter how good my mom and dad were maybe even my you know the teachers in my life that i had at the time at a young age or family members i was still making things mean mm. that i wasn't good enough i was still making things mean that failure and mistakes are bad or I, i'm not loved or i don't have enough so that's the stuff that i carry with me and unless i pay attention to it and say wait a minute there's some healing here and realizing that my response to life is often inspired by my traumas and my wounds that i'm not going to end up with what i desire to create i'm going to end up with the, the halfway house you know or i'm going to end up with the not so good novelty gimmicky things that aren't really filling my cup and when i turn around and went you know what i got some things in the background back here and i don't want to hold on to this boulder anymore i get to get to you know transform it i get to face it i started accepting what was there 
I did the work around it. I did the forgiveness. You know, I pulled myself out of that shame and that guilt through understanding, through acknowledgement and, and just really started to center myself in my daily spiritual practices. That's when everything changed. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to get there. You know, like when, when we first met, I wasn't there yet. You know? right. And I'm excited to see what's next, you know, as I continue to expand as my peers in the space that I talk with as well. Like we're all, we're all just for the most part winging it, man. Mate, we're talking about that right before this. We're, like we're I'm making it. up everything's everyone's just making up shit as they go along. Yep. You just want to be making uh, some good shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope that's, that's, good, right? that's the key. Yeah. Um, how about when, you know, you get so fixated on, you know, cause when you're creating your vision, yeah. And you know, you speak with you speak and you act with certainty as if this is gonna happen. And something major in your life pivots. And it's like, let's just say this for example. Let's say someone's sitting there right now, I'm gonna cast a ten year vision in ten years, like I'm I'm dating my this girl right now, like let's just say hypothetically, dating a girl and she's creating this vision of being married and having this life and blah 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 blah. And somewhere along year three, it's like she leaves you. Or something like that, right? Yeah. How, how do you face that? And it's like, does that mean that, do you rewrite your vision? Is it, it's, you know what I mean? Because like things are always, I don't believe that everything's coming in for us. And we, yeah. I, I look at things, I'm like, well, what can I learn here? What was the reason for this? Because I, I truly believe that when you do state the intention, this is what I do want. Yeah. You can't actually, what you can't control is the journey there. And sometimes it's a fucking shit journey. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's it's challenging, and I think it's challenging because it may be new. Um, I like challenging to a certain degree. I I don't want challenging all the time. It means I'm making not so good decisions. But if it's challenging, you got to look at it and go: Is this challenging me for growth, or is it challenging me because I'm repeating a pattern? Wow! And I take full responsibility, man. No matter how bad relationships can get, friendships, business partnerships business failures, whatever it may be. And maybe I'm speaking to someone right now that that's been in this pattern of constantly feeling like, you know, you're down and out. You're always being challenged. No matter how bad it gets, if you're not taking responsibility for you, it's going to continue and it's going to hurt even more each time. Because when I turn around and face the fact that I am responsible for every decision I make, every position I put myself in, my subconscious is printing out my reality. That's what's mm-hmm. happening. Everything you see in your reality right now, you sitting in this room, the camera here, whoever's listening to this right now, whether you're in your car or whether you're you know, at the gym or you're watching this on YouTube or uh, wherever you are, this is a direct printout of your subconscious that's brought you here. So <clears throat> no one's going to come along and just change my subconscious. I choose that. You know, I choose what I listen to. I choose how I show up within my habits. I choose what I make things mean. I choose which wounds I go to and heal. I choose whether I have the hard conversations. Uh, I choose who I uh, look to as a mentor and, and whether I implement what they teach me, right? All of that I choose. If I don't choose, then my life is left up to chance. Mm. And I'll tell you what, man, it's not going to be a fun, <laughs> exciting life. It's probably not going to be what you desire within your, or you, within your mind's eye. And you're going to be very short change or let down. And it's only because you haven't shown up with everything that you could possibly do because you're not taking full ownership. Full ownership is the key to massive success. I love it. You were talking before about the eight, eight principles, was it? Uh, it's eight categories of, of life, which we implement into the vision process. Yeah. We're going to break it down. Yeah. So the eight categories <laughs> of life. Yeah. So you go, you get the first, it's, so this is the thing, right? You say, let's say you map out your 10 year vision. You get excited about it. You write it out. It's this exciting new you, the ultimate version of you 10 years from now is living in this space. We don't want it to be just one sided. I think that there's this dark side to the visioning process where a lot of, you see a lot of entrepreneurs that tunnel all their focus just into uh, one category of life. I believe that focus is really important. We, we can have that black hole focus, you know, going in and, and experiencing that, like the, those deep creative spaces in time and tapping into flow to create, that's, that's fine. But when you stay in it for too long, you shut every other area of your life out. Yeah. So you have a lot of these successful entrepreneurs. One guy, for example, I think it is amazing what he does. Uh, 
he's mentioned, and I think he's really started to work it out now. He's had some better success in the other categories, but it was Elon Musk, you know, like he'd have these constant relationship problems and, and that, but he was so genius with business. And, and, you know, he admitted that he just worked his face off all the time. And I think he's come around now to really start mastering the other dimensions of his life, the other areas, which is great. But, you know, you have eight areas, you have business and career, which is the first area you have finances, which is the second one you have uh, rom romance, right? Uh, you have health, you have physical environment, you have self development. And then the last one, uh, the two last ones are family and friends. And the last one there is fun and adventure. And the key is to like really get clear on that business career, finances, romance, health, physical environment, self-development, family and friends, and fun and adventure. And getting really clear in each area, what would your life look like if you tapped in and lived as the ultimate version of you? All the resources, your belief game high, all the habits you're committed to, your skill set, you've either hired or acquired the skills to be able to implement in these areas and you're committed to your values, you don't sacrifice your alignment and you find the support to be able to build upon this your life could change a thousand fold when you start committing to your new vision. Like I've seen it, man. I've coached tens of thousands. Uh, I've even found now recently that most of my students, and I say most cause not everybody fully commits and goes in yeah. and, and not everybody comes and asks for support, but most of my students are achieving their third and fourth year within the first year. They're, yeah. they're, they're fast tracking their success. They're reaching third or fourth year vision within the first year because they're living now with intention. They never did that before. Something shifted. Yeah. And it was because when they woke up in the morning, they're like, I know what I'm set out to do today. Before they go to bed, they're like, man, I want to just keep staying up and living in the dream and building the dream. And they have this new excitement for life because they have something to go for. Our brains are designed to have goals. We thrive through purpose. We thrive in mission. We thrive like a dog with a bone. Like you throw it, it wants to go for it, right? And we do that. We do it often, but we do it with social media. We do it with, you know, eating chocolate. We do it with drugs and alcohol. We're just like going for the wrong things. Yeah. And that's why people that are going for the right things that fulfill their vision in their life, they're not as interested in the other because they know there's like a subconscious belief and they start to build and know that that's the thing that's taking them away from their mission. It doesn't mean that you can't drink, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't look at social media, but you're just not enslaved by it. So I'm a big believer that when I can, when I can support people, encourage people to get into their mission, they start cutting the other habits out of their life that aren't conducive to their growth and success. Right. So it's almost like looking at like, the person 10 years from now, what are their habits? What are their thoughts? What's their circle like? Yeah. And kind of starting to do that now. Is that what you mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, when I started writing out my 10 year vision, what I did the day I finished up writing it, I stood at the front of the room. I commanded it. I declared it. I got really pumped about it. I felt it in my body. I could visualize it in my mind. I could visualize multiple experiences of me living in that space. I was imagining what people would say. Um, to me about me showing up like that. I could imagine what I would say to myself. You know, I, I uh, got really clear on the feeling that I would feel and, and I, I practiced it, rehearsed it in my mind to the point where I literally started to believe that I was already there. Yeah. And I always ask the question, what's blocking you and stopping you from realizing that you're already here. It's already actually available to you right now. Mm -hmm. There are people legitimately in this world that are doing the things that you desire to do in their own slightly unique way, but they're doing these things. They've, they've got the successful business. They have a powerful relationship. Um, they have an awesome skill set. They're confident on camera. They've launched their brand and they're doing really well with that and they feel fulfilled. They're healthy. They've got the fit body. They already have that. That's available to you too, but you're stopping yourself. You're blocking yourself. And, and there's a big bet that it's because you haven't got clear on what it's costing you to stay in that space. You haven't worked out what the payoffs are and why you're staying there and why you're telling yourself this BS story. And you haven't got into a, a mode where you've committed to your habits for more than 66 days to, to reinstall, to start shifting your identity. Your identity is created through your values, your beliefs, and your habits. Yeah. If I commit over and over again to my values, things that I, that I spend most of my time on, money on, I love speaking to other people about, I love showing up in, I just love it, that I'm passionate about. If I'm committed to that, if I am 
no longer holding on to the BS stories and I'm, I'm, I'm challenging the BS stories and saying, wait a minute, it's costing me more than this. I'm staying in it because I want to be safe. I don't want to be judged by my friends. But the truth is that that's not going to happen anyway. When I start challenging it, I shift the story. And then when I constantly show up in my habits each and every day, I'm showing my subconscious mind, which is a habit mind, that I'm not giving up and we're recreating a new program here and you are not controlling me anymore. You become the master of your mind, not the slave to it. This is massive. Um, <laughs> and yeah. if you guys, yeah, you guys need to probably re re-listen this again and like take <laughs> notes, man. Cause like, um, so let's say you make this massive vision. Have you ever been in a space where it's so freaking big? We haven't got that really internal belief yet where it's almost too big. You don't take action. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That happens to me too, man. I, I teach, I teach procrastination to people. I teach people how to <laughs> overcome procrastination and I procrastinate. Yeah. I'm a recovering procrastinator. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I'm a recovering procrastinator. I'm a master at it. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and when I realized the procrastination is failing, it shifted the way that I looked at it. I was like, Oh, I'm allowing myself to fail every time that I, I give in to the feeling in my body. It's like when I feel like lazy, when I feel like I'll get up half an hour later, instead of just getting up now, I like Mel Robbins theory where she says the five second rule where it's just like, yeah, five, four, three, two, one, boom, and just get up and go. When you shift your physiology, you overcome that emotion, right? Which is huge. That's why I like to, if I start to feel a little bit stuck, to circulate it, I go and listen to one of my favorite songs. You know, I yeah. play a bunch of songs. I have a like, playlist for everything, like smooth lists and a bump list and Afro beats and you know, like <laughs> some hip hop and all that, some nostalgic stuff, meditative stuff. But I, I shift my mindset and my body's frequency through listening to music, going in like working out, you know, or, or going like skipping or doing some push-ups, or having a conversation with my business partner or my friends that are in the space till I get pumped up again. You know, I know that something needs to change. Otherwise I stay in the loop. And uh, when your vision's really important to you, you'll do these things in order to be able to stay in your flow. I just, I love being in flow. Yeah, you know, I love it. The only thing is, you've got to make sure you don't exhaust yourself, right? You can become addicted to success. showing up, addicted to success. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and that's the thing, you got to define success for you because some people say, oh, addicted to success, that's not a good thing. And I say, well, what's your definition of success? Mm. It's subjective, right? My definition is living in your potential as often as possible. Maybe my potential for today is to do a little bit of work, but also to meditate and get myself into a creative space to be able to create even more tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so it's like it can kind of have this temperamental mood around it. But as long as I'm creating or fulfilling and serving and, and making sure that my engine's running good, I can give more of myself in my contribution to the world. So you got to work out what, what success means to you. Otherwise, you end up adopting somebody else's definition of success, which I call it chasing freaking unicorns yeah and then you get trapped in the paper prison which is like all you do is work <laughs> for the money and then even though you can just break out of it you don't see that and you think that you've got to just keep making money but you're not actually doing what you love so define success it's really important and i think it's so important because especially with social media these days you know you got you got people like gary v and stuff and you know and and i, I well you've spoken with gary v like he's probably that is his version of success right and he's doing exactly that and he'll even say like he's chasing happiness and and all that but i think people look at it from the outside and think like that's the one way it has to be i have to do all night as i have to do this and this and this and that is is there a way for people to kind of like how do you kind of figure out what your version of success is like your values or it's very much so your values yeah yeah and also what are your human needs you know what are you most drawn to within your human needs mine is growth yeah I don't like feeling stagnant. I feel, I like progression. I like to feel like I'm working towards something for some people it's love and connection for some people it's contribution. Um, I like growth and contribution are huge on my list. Mm -hmm. You know, for some people it's certainty. They just want to, you know, my dad loves feeling safe. He likes to build yeah. security around him. He doesn't like too much change. He likes things the way they are. Make sure you're good for the future. That's, and, and that's great. That's what, makes him feel like he's operating and functioning as a human and he feels like he's got his house in order, you know, uh, uh, for some people, they love uncertainty. You love jumping out of airplanes I and love diving underwater with sharks. Like I that, love it. <laughs> I don't know if that'd be my favorite. I do it to face my fears, but at the same time, I, I wouldn't live and stay in that space. Whereas you thrive off variety and uncertainty, mm -hmm. right? So it's really important to understand what your needs are, what are driving you to, to take these actions on and just always like, 
there's good and bad with everything, man. Dark yeah. and light, hot and cold. We live in a world of duality. And so understanding that sometimes we're making decisions from a place that is hurt. Sometimes we're making decisions from a place of low frequency. It's coming from shame, guilt, pride, anger, jealousy. Uh, we're projecting, we're saying things to try and defend so hard because it's our identity in order to be able to feel like, you know, no one can take that away from us and that the way we've been showing up is okay. And, and I often, uh, find myself just auditing me i'm yeah. auditing myself just like huh i wonder where i was coming from with that you know when i have conversations with people sometimes if you have an, a tough conversation i'm watching and i'm not perfect man by by any means i, I would say just like working out am i coming from love yeah you know, am i coming from a place of understanding am i coming from a place because it's about constructive creative understanding to to educate each other to inspire each other or am i just wanting to dominate people uh, intellectually through conversation. So we've got to be really careful with the way we respond to life, why we're doing what we do. And I think once you get a good hold of like noticing that this is showing up and you're correcting it, you become more fluent in the way that you live life. Yeah. Um, then, then the haters don't get to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so let's talk about that, right? So like you, you come out of, so was this where the start, first kind of start for you went to this seminar with Jordan Bell Fitness when you created it. And then from that moment, you're like, this is it. Like, was that, was it the moment or was it anything before that? Or I was in the music industry. Yeah. yeah I was in the music industry and um, I realized that I was achieving what we call overcompensationary success. And you know, I got bullied throughout high school. Uh, There's a group of guys in school that would go around picking on everybody and I stood up to them and then I became the new target Yeah, and got severely smashed. Um, I fought back with them too. And there was, you know, my white school shirt was covered in blood. Yeah. My tooth was cracked and twisted back. And um, he was all busted up. We went to hospital and I went to court and he went to court and, and we went through this whole saga um, around this whole bullying experience. And I ended up leaving school at, at uh, 16 years old. You know, really? I, didn't, I didn't finish high school, you know? so high, 10, high school 10. dropout, man. Yeah. So high school dropout, went on to, to do really well in the music industry, DJing, producing, then managing songwriters and producers, working with some of the top major label recording artists, but feeling empty, you know, get to a point where I kind of got to the top of the mountain yeah. and I was like, well, what's next? And because it was coming from a place of prove them wrong, you know, I wasn't beaten, look at me, uh, it started to feel empty. And when I really got real with it, I sat with it and I was like, I'm not supposed to be here. And everyone around me was trying to instill doubt. Are you sure? Are you sure you're yeah. making the right decision? I'm like, I'm going back to Australia. I'm going to get grounded. I'm going to reset and I'm going to dive into my, my values. I was listening to Tony Robbins at the time. I was listening to Stephen, uh, Stephen Covey. Uh, I was listening to uh, Les Brown, you know, and I was like, there's something here and I'm going to like sit with it. And I trust, I have faith in God that I'll be guided in a new direction. And sure enough, through showing up, month after month, getting really good at sales, making my way up the ladder in the company. I was invited to a workshop with, uh, with Jordan. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, that day I just had so many realizations. I, I actually put the pen to pad for the first time in a long time. I used to associate it with schoolwork. So I didn't want to write things down, but I wrote things down and it felt exciting. And honestly, man, some of the biggest breakthroughs, not just in my life, but in my students' lives was when they sit down with a pad and a pen and they start writing like you did it. You yeah. know, remember you in our master mm -hmm. of confidence course, you did it. You called me, we had this conversation. You're like, dude, I'm already achieving so much in my 10 year vision. Like all these things are happening in my life. I'm like, yeah, man, that's the power of the mm -hmm. vision. So what we did, well, we did one, we did one together in an event. And then I, I wrote it all out and I kind of like half-assed right. it kind of like, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, so it was yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. like, oh, quick, like write a goal kind of thing. Yeah. And then the goal I set for that year, cause you know, we worked 10 years and we worked back to one year. So I was worked out what my yep. one year goal was. And the goal I wrote down was to take my business from where it was, uh, to, to a multiple sixes figures. Yep. And I remember writing it and I was like, as if like, you know, <laughs> and then I, but I was like, but in order for me to hit my second year vision, I have to hit this in my first year. So I was like, okay, whatever. And we yeah, did that event sequence. and you know, and then after that event, I kind of was the same thing as I realized I'm like, you know, I'm going to go all in on this. And then when I, I went to, uh, I moved to Mexico and then I moved to, I don't know, I was traveling somewhere, but then we did the mastery confidence, right? I was online. So this was about, um, not even a year later. This was, um, we did it in March and we did it in December. So nine months later, 
And then yep. we did the vision process again, way more in depth. That's right. And then I pulled out the other one. I'm like, dude, I've done my first <laughs> year in like, but I hit it two months ago. I'm like, I did my first year that I doubted. That I didn't think I could actually do in like yeah. five months yeah, when, exactly. when everything kind of came together and my alignment got, got, got proper. I was taking different kind of action, but taking action and making decisions out of the person like that, that decision. I think that's yeah. everything just comes down to that decision, right? Um, yeah. It's well, what you did was you met your vision. You yeah. Know, your vision was here. It was, it was there. You, you set it and then you reached that point because you raised your standards. You started yeah. showing up differently. That's what it is. You know, raise the bar, raise your standards and you're going to achieve a different outcome, a better outcome. And it was taking massive action. We're not knowing I was so uncertain. Like I love uncertainty, but this time, like I remember I moved to LA, I got to LA and I'm thinking, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And I get to LA and I'm thinking, why the fuck am I in LA? <laughs> what am I doing here? I asked myself the same question. I stayed there for three years. And I'm right. like, why am I here? I'm yeah. Here. I was yeah. like, I literally came here because I like the sunsets. <laughs> that was yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, but I like just the sunsets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and, and I, but the thing was, I was taking massive action, but just full had faith that it, I just have to move, you know, because right now, if I keep doing the same thing I've always done, as I'm going to keep getting the same thing I've always gotten. I'm like, yeah. something just has to shift. I'm going to make something really scary. And it scared the shit out of me because I quit my job. Yep. I quit my job and I went to America and I had no idea what I was doing. And with, with a few weeks of like massive uncertainty to then, you know, hitting that six figure income like months later I, and looking back, and I'm like, what was this year? Yeah. Yeah. So just really trusting that, that, but it's, what it's a good reflective tool too, man, to look back at it and see how far you've come. I think yeah. often we keep beating ourselves up thinking that we haven't achieved enough, but it is a good practice to do that, man. I'm grateful, bro. I sit down sometimes and I go through, I have a vision vacation every year. So I go away for a day or two. Um, you know, living in Bali, is kind of easy to do that. You just get a villa somewhere <laughs> yeah. on the coast or whatever. And, um, I just spend the day to just reflect on it and just to expand on the vision that you already have to push it out another year. And uh, yeah, man, just so much gratitude. If you can live in gratitude and come from love as often as possible. That's a great place to create from instead of creating from I'll prove you wrong or I'm yeah. the best. Like you just, it's, just different trying energy. Too it's desperation or inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that. A vision vacation. I, I don't yeah. think I've sat and really, cause I, I'm like, I'm definitely, guilty of that like i will look back and i'm like i haven't even done much yeah. and it's like yeah you know like it's, it's been okay well you can, yeah. pay, you can pay yourself to you man that's yeah. the best one to play I, when i got really familiar with my vision i realized that nobody else has a vision like me yeah and no one has a vision like you and anyone that's listening no one has a vision like you too when you map it out so you stop comparing yourself to others like i straight up hand on heart do not give two shits what other people's vision is I'm, I'm supportive of it but i'm not looking at going they've got more than me or that it's like all of this is available to us mm. we can create whatever we want it's all available to you you got to pull your finger out and get to it and you realize like as and you know this too as you commit more to your vision you start to build your certainty you increase yeah. your, your confidence and as you increase your confidence you start to create this influence and then people feel that you're influential because you're a man of your word or if you're listening to this you're a woman you're a woman of your word right you become superman or wonder woman right and people are like oh my gosh this is so cool and they want to be around you and then when you start articulating your vision clearly to the world other people start showing up they want to support you in executing on that vision and making it possible that's what happened with me with addicted to success it's like i became influential and i started hanging out with influential people Realizing they were just committing to their visions. That's what they were doing. And then from influence, it then breeds impact. That's where you have like that high level contribution, teaching, impact, you know, effect uh, on the world because you have the influence to be able to do this with others, not just by yourself, you know? So, um, but the truth is, man, people aren't going to get it if they're not in it. And so some people see it. And you have people that try and bring you down to their level to try and keep you at a lower level because they get intimidated by your growth. They get intimidated by the vision that you're casting out there. Yeah. And, uh, they're coming not from love. They're coming from a different place. Have you ever fallen into the space of like, you know, do you have, do you still have role models? I don't, I don't know. What the, I don't like to use the word role model, but like, you know, somewhere it's like, like you, you model someone you like to model is are you, cause what I do, I'm speaking for me. 
I have people, it's like they've achieved things that I want to achieve. I'm like, man. So I, I follow them and I, and I listen to the content they consume. It's like, cause that's someone I, I want to model. But one thing I realized lately, what's actually been, um, I was talking with David about this literally this week. And I was like, you know, this is, uh, you know, it's, this is what I wanted to do. But I realized that I was, it got to a point where it wasn't inspiring anymore. It was actually crashing me. Cause I was like, I've done nothing close to what that guy's done. And it was more so, this is what I became aware of. So how can someone be more clear on picking someone to model without falling into comparison mode and, and beating themselves up about it? Look at these people as an example of what's possible. You know, like I don't put anybody on pedestals. Yeah. I see them and where they're at. Like I look at people. I don't look up to people. I look at them and I think to myself, where's the greatness that lies within them that is also in me? Because it's there somewhere. And if I look closely enough and I ask enough questions, I'm going to find out how they were able to tap into it just like I can do it too. They're sparring partners. That's mm. it. You know, you're like, you're going in with your with your iron suit and you're sparring it out, you know, like you're, you're teaching each other how to get stronger. Um, I do it through books, man. I do it through watching videos. I do it through one-on-one -on -one mentorship. I do it at events. My students and my clients teach me things all the time. Yeah. They keep me on my toes. They encourage me to step up more as a leader. So yeah, man, the lessons can be found anywhere, but they're not lessons unless you've taken them on board and you've, you've actioned them. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Dr. Jody Spenza, I had him on the podcast a little while back and we're having this conversation and he said, I think the thing is, and the problem is that most people are just poor observers. Yeah. That's our, one of our biggest problems. We're just really yeah. poor observers. We're not actually sitting back and watching it and seeing what's actually happening. Asking questions. We're so yeah. in the trying to prove. We're so in the, the, the wounds you know, we're so in our triggers and reacting, but not like sitting, observing, and then responding accordingly. And this requires emotional intelligence. The emotional intelligence is knowing that I take full ownership. And when we took it back to that responding means you're being responsible. It's a response to, to be able to, or the ability to respond and, and be able to respond from a place where you're looking at it in a way where you're constructive. It's either going to make the situation better or you're going to become better from it, or they're going to become better from it too. And a lot of people aren't doing that. They're just on their back foot and they're trying to defend their belief system instead of actually looking at like, how can we make the world a better place? How can we be better people? You know, I see it all the time, bro. I see people saying all sorts of stuff on social media and it's just like a war of belief systems going off at each other, yeah. you know? And that's cool because some people will learn from that and some people won't. Most people don't. That's the yeah. problem. So if we observed and then we looked at ways that we can, you know, integrate it in our life, that's a great way to go about it because most people, and I know this for sure, I've lived it and I've seen it. They're possessed by an idea and they keep sharing the idea. It's almost like they've heard it through a YouTube video mm -hmm. or a podcast like this. And then they go out preaching it, but they actually have never lived it. Yeah. And, and so it's not about being possessed, possessed by, by the idea. It's about integrating it. So I've lived it myself, which is wisdom. You have three levels of learning. It's knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. And so, so many people have knowledge, but they don't have understanding. They're not able to teach other people this. And even if they do, they haven't embodied it themselves. So my goal is always wisdom, man. I'm like, I'm the student yeah. forever in the student chair of life. Always learning, man. I love that, man. And that's, that's a huge. I remember that. Um, <clears throat> I remember we, <laughs> I think you're in Australia, you're in Bali, but we're, we're, it was like 3am for me one time I was in New York and we we're having like conversation for like freaking two, three hours about universe and religion and everything but that's one thing i i, I massively remember because we're talking about you know where do people like you know you fall into this you know you've come across this podcast or youtube or whatever and you you find self-development okay well where do you start like who do you listen to because there's so much information out there these days yeah and especially with like life coaches and stuff and that word just gets thrown around and you can do a course online and then we do nlp thing and then next minute you're you're still working your job but you're trying to teach people how to you know, it just makes sense, right? So I think it's so important for people to really understand that, you know, those, yeah. those three things and only take advice from people. I only take advice, not only people I trade positions with, but people who have actually embodied exactly the lifestyle I want, not just the 
the, the money success. How do you know? Okay, so here's the thing. How do you know they've embodied it? <clears throat> how do you know that they're not parroting it and still just pretending? Well, usually I've never worked with anyone unless I personally know them. I worked with you after actually having a friendship with you. Yeah. I work with David Wood after having a really good friendship with him. Yep. You know, we except Tony Robbins. I don't have a friendship with him yet. <laughs> you know, but like it's coming. Yeah, like, like results. Yeah. You know, that's the other yeah, thing. Yeah. I, I guess it's like you look at the end result. Who's who's other people that they've been? Yeah, and I just look at like what they've kind of achieved. Like, have they achieved the things that I want? You know, and that's and good. that's the thing. There's so many people doing these things online, but how, how do you how do you think? Yeah, everything that you say. You know, like that's that's how I've lived it too. Uh, there are many people out there that could be mentors, but if they don't have similar values and or they aren't able to support the vision and what I'm creating and they don't have a similar vision in a sense of where they're headed, uh, they're probably not a good fit. You know, like yeah. I know guys that make multi, multi millions of dollars. They do really good in business, great at marketing, great speakers, terrible at relationships. Uh, <laughs> They don't, they don't show up as a father. They're not, they're terrible as a father. They neglect their children. They talk crap about their wife. They go behind their wife's back. So I'm like, well, that's not what the type of life I want, you know? So they're probably not a good role model. If they show up like that in that area, they're probably showing up in a similar way in business, you know, because everything's touching everything as we know. And even, you know, David T.S. Wood says, how you do one thing is how you do most things in life. It's so true. So yeah, just get really clear. And I like that you get to know someone first. You see what their fruits are. You yeah. Know, and see if they're actually getting results. If I'm not getting you results, I'm not a coach. Yeah. So first and foremost, I focus on results. That's why I don't believe in this whole who's got the most likes or the New York Times bestselling title. I don't give two shits about that. I really don't. That person could have paid for that in marketing. That person could have join shout out groups that person could have asked someone to shout them out that knows millions of people to get them those followers and likes that doesn't mean that they actually get results in their programs or they know how to facilitate transformation there's a difference between transformation and inspiration inspiration is sharing a fluffy story right it tickles your pickle it makes you feel good it's like oh that was a great experience but did it actually facilitate change in your life Transformation is usually the uncomfortable. It's usually the working through the wounds. It's going through the traumas. It's, you know, accepting, it's forgiving, it's moving and breaking and shattering your old paradigms and bringing you into a new space that is conducive for growth. And so I think that a lot of people are are still stuck in the old paradigm of success where it's like, give me another inspirational speech and I'll follow you if you have millions of followers. I'm just not playing that game. Yeah. I've been there's nothing there, man. This is coming from someone who has over 2.7 million social media followers. Doesn't mean anything if I'm not connecting directly with my people and supporting them and getting results in their life. This is so massive. <laughs> I true. love it. It's, it's massive because it's true. Yeah, it is true. And this this stuff people need to understand, you know, because there's so much yeah. comparison, so much there's so, so much fakeness. Like and the thing is, truth has its own frequency and people know it. They know yeah. it, man. It resonates differently to everything else. And it makes people that are living in lies and the false perception, it, it makes them feel uncomfortable. Mm. That's why, you know, what, things that are going on in the world right now, it's triggering a lot of people because the truth's coming to the surface. And it challenges everything that you've ever thought was actually true, but it's not now. It's false and it's misleading and it's deceptive. It shakes you at the core and it's attached to your identity. So now if I don't believe this other thing that has come into play, then it means that I'm not who I thought I was for so long. The difference is I'm so committed to growth that I'm totally fine and totally okay with someone coming along and showing me the evidence to something opposite to what I've always thought. And if that holds more truth, I'll dump everything I know to step into that. I don't care where it comes from. I'll search this world till every stone is unturned for truth. Like I don't care where it comes from. And I think a lot of people are so stuck on where it needs to come from and what their identity is to it. I, I'm just, I'm not man. I'm, I'm, I'm gifted by God as a human being, a soul and a spirit that can expand. And there's just so much in this world to experience. I'm literally scratching the tip of the iceberg. And one day you and I will stand before God and God will say, Joe, Morgan, I gave you this much and you only did this. Mm-hmm. That scares me. Yeah. That scares the 
living daylights out of me because I know that there's so much that's that's available and I and it's like you've got to drop your stuff and pull your stuff to the side and be open to growth. I'm the exact same. The the one thing that <clears throat> motivates me just so much every single day. The the only thing I'm truly scared of, like you said, like I jump out of planes, swim with sharks, and I, I love I love it. Right. Yeah, the yeah. only thing that really scares the crap out of me is getting to the end and meeting the person that I could have become. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the scariest thing. Yeah. And it just, it blows my mind that people, you know, uh, you know, if you're not creating what you want to create, then you're just letting it happen. And it just blows my mind that people sit here and just let shit happen with no roadmap. <laughs> it's like, would you get yeah. in a car and just start driving somewhere? have yeah. no idea where you want to go. You know, and, and if that car ride's going to last for the next 30, 40, 50, 60 years, like that just makes no no sense at all yeah forever is a really long time to get it wrong <laughs> so, so what's 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 next for you then what's in your next 10 year vision yeah so next 10 years is is more impact globally you know we've been holding workshops events transformational teachings and and, and breakthrough three to four day five day seven day retreats and events and now I'm at a place where I'm coaching a lot of coaches, you know, I'm teaching yeah. them how to actually get results, teaching them my frameworks that I've spent more than a decade uh, creating myself. You've learned the vision process. I have like seven other frameworks I've created and, you know, I, I've seen them, I've tested them. I've seen that they get results in my students and clients lives. And, and now it's about getting it out there. And, and it's not like, I don't care for the credit or anything. It's just like, let's teach people how to do this effectively mm. and let's facilitate transformation. I believe, you know, we look at the world and all the things that are happening in the world right now, the negativity and the evil and all that's out there. I believe that when people are healed, if we can get them early enough, they're not going to go out and, and do things like, you know, molest children or, or murder each other or be deceived by lies and uh, to react and to have uh, halfway relationships when they could have a really powerful one. So, I love facilitating transformation in this space and I can't do it by myself. I know that I've tried it. It's about raising up other leaders as well in, in teachings and frameworks in a way that we found that gets the results. So now it's just expanding, man. It's doing more events around the world. My book's coming out at the end of this year. I can ask you about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's called never settle how to master your extraordinary vision. I'm gonna so say, that's my first book. You challenged me at the start of this, right? What's yeah. it called? Sorry. Never settle how never to master settle. your extraordinary vision. I yeah. love it. You said a challenge for me at the start of this. I'm going to say a challenge for you. What are you going to do if it's not out by December oh, 31st? If it's not out, I'm swimming with the sharks with you. <laughs> okay, cool, let's do it. I'm going to do whatever I can to, make to put it off. <laughs> let's release it January 1. Let's go to South Africa. January 1, the pressure's on. Man. I'm just going to be thinking of those sharks. Uh, I've done I've done some subconscious uh, reprogramming around sharks uh, because that was the one. So my dad, I've never shared this on the interview. My dad got bitten on the leg by a shark uh, before I was born, and so um, he used to do underwater photography. And he stepped back. He got bitten on the leg by a wobby gong shark. So it's like a six foot yeah. wobby gong. He had needle teeth in his leg and all that. He used to be a crazy cat. He used to race Honda CBR motorbikes, and he came off him a few times. And, and it's so funny because he's Mr. Safety. Now he's safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, well, uh, But before that, he was like, you know, yeah. uncertainty and, and, uh, and living that life of variety. And so it's funny how I'm hearing this when I grow up, you know, as I'm, when I'm young, I'm hearing dad got bitten by a shark. And then, you know, I live in WA or I was yeah. brought up in WA. I live in Bali now. Brought up in WA, you got great white sharks on the coast. And just every summer, you're always hearing one or two people were taken by sharks. And, and so that was the imprint for so long. So, I did a lot of reprogramming subconscious uh, work around fear of sharks and, uh, and it was really cool, man. It was a cool exercise. And I actually went in a cave dive, cave diving, uh, cage diving, sorry, with the sharks in South Africa. Okay. Yeah. And then I also went swimming with the seals and there was like over 260 seals in the water. And apparently great whites came in. There was like, uh, there was one great white and there was about, 40 seals that came in and just gang smashed this this shark you know like they bite the sharks man the, the sharks do. have yeah they have like scars on their face and so i'm hearing all this like crazy stuff and then i'm like man i need to go and do this rebalance on my subconscious to the because it's just like reinforcing that they're actually out there yeah, so, yeah. so i did that and then um then yeah it was cool to, to do the cage diving with the sharks to see it all and i kind of got used to it man you adjust you know as you're seeing it coming up after a while it's like oh okay 
Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's not to be feared. And I think surfing when I surf, is probably a higher chance of getting attacked by a shark than diving at like their yeah. level in the water. And this is what it is, man. When you understand the fear, you know, you're never going to fully dissipate the fear in a sense that you're, you know, because we need that there in mm-hmm. order to be safe or to be smart about our you know, safety within our own life. But it's about creating this mutual respect where we raise our knowledge, wisdom, and experience to a level where we meet fear head on and we, yeah. we match it on that same level. And, and when you face your fear, you get to turn that fear into fun. So now it's like, cool, now I'm in this new space with it. What, what can I do with it? You know, maybe I can be more accepting of this. I can explore it at another level that I never used to before because I was pushing it away. So that's what I do like about, you know, chasing your fears and facing yeah. your fears. I love that. I was, I was literally just going to say that. And that makes sense. That's because kind of, and then I said before, like I've got this weird thing when, when I feel, when I, when I reach something that scares me, I love it. Cause it's like, Oh, this is growth. Yeah, it's overcoming. So I do get to that point. Cause it's, I, I grew up here on the Gold Coast, you know, every single, I used to go out bodyboard and surfing. I grew up the same stuff. It's like, you know, be careful sharks or shark attacks. So I'm same thing. So I'm still shit scared of sharks. Uh, I haven't done the reprogram. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they still do scare the shit at me. But what I do is I just, it's like, I, I realize, I acknowledge this is scary. Then I just take that one step of courage. And so that's why, but I, I continually put myself in positions around things that do scare me and do yeah. challenge me because it's yeah. the only way to grow. So that's why I go scuba diving and stuff. And we saw what we're going sharks. Well, I was, I was, you know, I was, we were at the shipwreck the other day and I was coming down. It was a little bit murky and I was coming down and they point out, they're like shark right there. And I was looking, 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 couldn't see it. And as I was coming down, he was like less than a foot away from me. I was, I was above him. Yeah. Then I saw it and my bubbles were going everywhere. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Man, yeah. like it's, but, you know, I just continually put myself in those positions and just with full trust that everything. It wasn't a great white shot. No, well, we're going shot. Okay. I would not. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd go diving with the gray whites yet. I see people do it. And I still think like you, you're out of your mind. doing free diving? Dude, where they're they grab insane. onto the, yeah. the fin and just like go along with it. They're yeah. the biggest. It's, yeah, 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 I'm st- yeah, I'm still challenging that one. Like, I'm not saying no to it. You're going to be smart about this. Yeah, <laughs> some, some things, right? We at least yeah. get this episode out first. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Man, this has been awesome. so much fun. That was cool, man. Um, This has been, you guys got so much freaking value. You guys have to re-listen to this over and over and over again. Um, where can everybody find you on social media and your podcast? Yeah, definitely. So, at I am Joel Brown is the Instagram DM me if you have any questions. Uh, I have my procrastination quiz uh, that you can jump into, find out what your procrastination type is, how to overcome it. Uh, also, you know, I got my Addicted to Success Mastermind where I do weekly coaching. I, like I said, I actually coach. So mm-hmm. we do breakthrough sessions live on the calls. People get to jump in. Uh, it's really cool, really fun. We got an awesome tribe in there. You get held accountable by the group. It's only 47 US per month. It's an absolute steal. It's worth thousands and thousands of dollars for all the value we have there. It's insane. Um, Yeah, man, the the podcast is Addicted to Success. Addicted, the number two success. It's on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, Stitcher. It's on all the the channels. Um, Yeah, but more importantly, everything that you learn today, action it, right? Sit down and write out your vision or what you so far can feel within yourself that you're excited about five years or 10 years from now and, and write it out in present tense as if you're there and connect with it, you know, and revisit it each day and rehearse visualizing it in your mind. And it, you know, it gives your life meaning and hope. I think that's what it is. Addicted to success. The community boomed. We've reached hundreds of millions of views and massive community because we have a formula and the formula is that we have, you know, ways that you can build more in your life and, and meet your potential and expand with it. And, there's a formula there. It's, it's, it's hope and faith, you know, and, and that's what people want is they want, they want to have that faith and build the faith and certainty that they can experience more in life. So be one of those people, Morgan, you're an absolute legend. I love you. Thanks We're not done yet. You know that? We're not I done. Got, I got one last question for you. Uh, let's go. <laughs> let's go. I'm all for it. <laughs> so if you were to go back to your 18 year old self and give him 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? Oh man, I'd smack him upside the head <laughs> <laughs> and I'd say, wake up. <laughs> Wake up to your abilities. Uh, wake up to the destruction that you are staying in uh, and know that life can be a million times better. Uh, but know that you're going to get that anyway. If I could have got that sooner, I would have done that for sure. So I would have just, I would have kind of uh, 
I would have kind of given myself a pep talk in a way where it would be more so about doing the inner work, the shadow work, the, the inner child healing and the trauma work. Because that was when I did that, I accelerated my growth tenfold, you know, because I was no longer holding on to things in the past. I had accepted it and moved through it and let it go. And that ramped up my success. It increased my impact. Uh, it allowed me to be more expansive with my connections and family, friends and, and romance too. And it's, it's really cool, man. I just started telling the truth and staying in integrity and being vision driven and they're great virtues in life. And, uh, yeah, at 18 years old, I didn't know it was possible. I think I was so, so caught on attracting girls and, uh, partying and DJing and everything else, but I'm happy I got it out of my system. Now it's time to level up and, and have true impact. So if you're listening to this right now, you're 18 years old, make that be your smack in the head. <laughs> I love it, awesome. bro. That was so good. Cool. <laughs> uh, that was fun. Thank you so much for listening. Guys, if you know anyone else who is as passionate for life as they are successful, then please send them my way. I'd absolutely love to have them on the show. As Zig Ziglar says, if you help enough people get what they want in life, you'll have everything you want. So that's why each month I'm choosing one lucky person who has left a review to have a free private 30-minute coaching call with me. So guys, if you got some value or inspiration from this, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 10 seconds and leave a five-star review and you'll go in the draw to win the call. And if you could share this with a friend, I would be forever grateful. Until next time, guys, I've got your back. Go out and dream out loud.